0: Here's your host, Alex Garrett.
1: All right. Well, what a great week it's been so far on Alex Garrett Podcasting. Thanks, as always, for listening. You know, I got to say that a little more often to start the podcast. Thank you for listening because the more you listen, the more I'm actually encouraged to do this. If I didn't know what I'd be getting, I'd just maybe hang it up. Anyway, I'm always glad to be on with you guys and uh, very excited now to bring on my next guest. You've known him before. We've talked a lot of actually a wide variety of things. My good friend. Danny voice Danny how are you doing
0: Hey uh, so I'm good how are you
1: I'm good today is D day and you know as much as anybody how precision uh, how, how much necess- you know how necessary it is for precision like the operations on D day when we storm the beaches of Normandy we have to all practice that kind of precision to keep ourselves alive don't we and and you kind of know about that cuz you've been through it uh, not the wartime but the medical stuff and having to be precise with that medical care, I just thought I'd throw that at you right away.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and, in, you know, the medical stuff, is kind of like war because you have to fight every battle. And sometimes you lose battles, sometimes you win them. And and
1: the, the idea just to be, to be as meticulous as we were on this day, storming the beaches in Normandy. I think we can all relate to that. And I think another reason why I relate healthcare to that kind of action we took is because our healthcare heroes have to be precise in taking care of us, don't they?
0: Yes, they do. I agree.
1: And I think they do. And not only do they have to be, they are. I think that's the most impressive part. And you and I, you know, as well this, you and I know that our healthcare heroes have been there for us. For about thirty plus years, it's kind of sad that it took a pandemic for them to get the recognition now. In a sense,
0: I definitely agree with that. It's and it is sad how it took a pandemic to actually appreciate them for what they do every day. And I mean, you
1: know, I don't know if you know Danny's story, but you maybe could tell it for those who are just joining us. Since the last time you were on, I mean, you had sixty plus surgeries and. You've overcome every one of them and even in the in every one of them your healthcare uh you know practitioners your caretakers they had to really be precise and they did it to to a tee, didn't they
0: uh, most of them I would say did um there were a few that weren't as precise and got That's, things wrong but in the well, what what would the big one in the big picture, they got it right, and
1: I'm still here. Thanks be to God. And you've got uh, a cause to talk about today because I saw you posted on Instagram. By the way, those who, who don't know uh, and don't follow Alex One or hell uh, DJ underscore Rock and Roll, what, what is it, Danny? It's such a long <laughs> username, but tell us. Uh, it's
0: um DJ underscore. Rock underscore n underscore roll underscore ninety on Instagram,
1: and I uh, I saw my buddy Danny, the man on the phone right now. uh Just yesterday, it was great seeing you. By the way,
0: great seeing too. It's been almost a year and a half
1: and and that was precision too. I mean, I was going to see you and then the health thing came up and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to risk it. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think the reason why we're here today is cuz we've been precise through this whole pandemic ourselves.
0: Exactly.
1: Well, and uh well, I want to talk about that. Man, I can't even get into dysphagia because there's so many things to talk about with you because as someone <laughs> no, with I extreme well, let's be honest, as someone with extreme health conditions, you have to be careful you are at risk. And so uh how did you get through it? I didn't even do a... It's like an exit interview from the pandemic. How did you get through it? Maybe people don't know.
0: I just stayed home oh, pretty much. that's so all I did was stay home.
1: But you did have a few friends over, which was great, and you were cautious. Yeah. And so you you still had fun during it, too. Yeah.
0: Um. By the summer, I was like, I can't stay in this house uh, all the time. So I... I uh, talked to my parents about it, and they agreed with uh, doing some social distancing hangouts um, on my, in my backyard. Now, what what people who may know Danny
1: don't know, or may may know, I don't know, is that Danny had a special thing that was was it postponed? Danny during this pandemic the swallow therapy because it going to lead to dysphagia. But was was it postponed entirely?
0: Yes, it was. Okay, so. Um, I was supposed to start... Um... Well,
1: first of all, tell people what swallow therapy is in case... Oh, I'm yeah, sure. sure.
0: um, So I have a swallow disorder called dysphagia, uh, severe dysphagia. Um, so basically, um, I can't eat or drink anything by mouth. I have a feeding tube and a feeding pump that runs for, like, 14 hours a day. Um, and that's how I get my nutrition. Um, and I, right now I'm doing some swallow therapy. It's, um, called vital stem. Basically what that is, is they put these little electrodes on my throat and it basically shocks them. Muscles awake. Um, And I do uh, exercises with those uh, electrodes on me um, for about 45 minutes, three times a week. Um, And I was supposed to start this uh, last year before the pandemic started. Um, By the time I got everything uh, going, the pandemic started and I had to wait it out. I was going to do it in September, but... There was an issue with um, getting me an aid because of the pandemic. We didn't want anyone to um, uh, come to the house because of the pandemic. So we decided to wait until my mom finally retired. Um, And now that she is, I started my therapy about a month and a half ago now. And and
1: maybe those in the community listening uh, of dysphagia is there a big community for this kind of condition?
0: Um, I'm not sure. Uh, when I started, so my history with dysphagia started seven years ago after a surgery I had, and I went for this wall therapy that I do now, um, which I never knew there was a swallow swallow therapy. Um, And it took me three years, the first time around, to get my swallow back. Um, But before that, I didn't know what dysphagia was. I didn't know um, that there was such a condition. Well,
1: uh, you know, I just said condition, but I, and you just said it too, but do you feel like it is, or do you feel like it's, it irks you when people say, oh, you have these conditions? Like, you and I don't think of them as that, right?
0: I think, like, uh, dysphagia, dysphagia, um, I'll just run through what I have uh, dysphagia, scoliosis, um, the lung issue I have, uh, I just have malformation, all that I consider conditions. Uh, so it's offended I'm, if
1: someone says, what's your condition, I guess, is my, my main question. Say that again? You don't get offended if someone's like, oh, what's your condition? Because, like, you're the type that doesn't even care. You just get through it no matter what. You don't see it as... Yeah. I was like, well, why are you thinking of it as a condition type of thing?
0: Yeah, I don't really care about the terminology as much. Um... Okay. I'll correct them. Like, if they want to know my condition, my disability, and they say condition, I'll correct them with the disability. But, um, like, the secondary uh, um, conditions that come with the spinal be- 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 bifida, I don't care if they say condition. Well, let's talk
1: about your activism in this because you are being active. You In the pandemic, you were a lot, you know, as you said, you didn't really go out much. You went a little bit, but you didn't go out a lot. Yeah. But you took the social media to bring out causes, and I think you did it last year, too, with the awareness months, and it, that's very cool. I mean, what's it like whenever you hit sort of an awareness month that you want to make people, hey, I have this. It's not stopping me, but here's what it is. We're in dysphagia, but you do that for pretty much every kind of, like, spina bifida awareness month. You do that for the different uh causes that you are fighting for. And fighting yes, I, yes, I do it Um
0: because... Honestly, um, there's not a lot of advocates for the disability community. Um, and, and, um, honestly, society still looks at us as, as, um, um, less than, uh, subpar. Um, citizens. So, yeah, this is a way and for me funny,
1: to. It's kind of funny you mention that because I was saying on my podcast, which you know, because I was texting you one in the morning. I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna go live with this thing, but uh, no, seriously, like Uber and Lyft are offering these free rides for the COVID vaccine. But Danny, don't, yeah. at this point, shouldn't we make the point that all health matters matter?
0: Yeah.
1: And I feel like this pandemic kind of is like well we got to fight this thing. And I'm like, well, why not offer free incentives to get other things and, and free services to get other things checked out as well? Exactly.
0: Yeah. If if you're going to um, do one for one, you should do it for all. Or, do, and, or not
1: do it at all. Do you, do, there's the free stuff that you're seeing for the vaccine, knowing you've got to deal with these other things and tackle them <laughs> daily. Doesn't
0: it bother you that there's just that focus on that and nothing else? And it doesn't bother me. Right uh, the only thing, the only thing in, that bothers me about it is that, that actually doing it to get people to uh, get the vaccine, it's like, if they don't want to get the vaccine, then they're not going to get the vaccine. It doesn't matter what. If you try to bribe them
1: with free shit, exactly. And so that's—I mean, we see eye to eye there. But so you do post these awarenesses on on Facebook, on Instagram, and I, firstly, how does that make you feel every time you do it? I know you said there's not enough advocates, but personally, how does it feel to you? Do you feel like, yeah, I'm playing a role here that maybe no one else is? Exactly. That's what, I, and that's
0: why I do it.
1: And, and and like the emotional rush you get. Is, is is there a rush there when you do it?
0: Yep. I I'm very proud when I do it.
1: And what's the response? I feel like it's genuinely like supportive as hell, actually. Watching
0: the feed. Yep, um all of it so far so far is supportive. No no one has ever uh really said anything negative.
1: And I know you actually ran a fundraiser on Facebook. It's kinda cool that they do that to do fundraisers to donate and, and and those are pretty successful. But I know you had one as well.
0: Yes. Uh last year for my birthday, I ran a spending with the association fundraiser. Um and it was only supposed to be for my for the month of uh September because of my birthday. But um uh a friend of mine said, no keep it going and then I'm like you know what, October is Spina Bifida Awareness Month. So I might as well just go through the month of October. And I didn't. You know, and society
1: has its certain months that we celebrate. Not take anything away from those months, too. But yeah. it's almost like, well, why not step up the awareness for four months? of You know, if you want to be accepting of everyone... You know, don't you agree that every awareness should be made more uh, aware for society?
0: Exactly.
1: And so I'm sure that it's almost like stemming a tide, if you will.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: So this month is um, Dysphagia Awareness Month.
0: Yes. Also, Scoliosis Awareness Month.
1: And so, first of all, how do you keep track of all these months? I mean, I feel like everything's a national day for something, but how do you... How do you keep track of the awareness month?
0: Well, now that I've been doing it for uh, uh, a few years now, um, whenever um, it comes up in my memories on Facebook, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's this. Okay. And then I start to go to work on it.
1: (laughs) I like that. I start to go to work on it. So this month is dysphagia. And, you know, because of your swallow therapy, I feel like, this is one that hits home because for you having that therapy, not only is physically therapeutic, but I think you've mentioned it's mentally therapeutic as well.
0: definitely is. Definitely is.
1: Sorry? Knowing that yeah, there's a therapy,
0: and yeah, knowing knowing that there's the therapy that will help me get my swallow stronger than it is, uh, really helps me mentally. No, cause it, it, um, you know, what you call it, gives me hope that I can eat again. My mouth,
1: and this is this is an interesting angle, too, because you know, um, not being able to eat is a psychologically affecting thing.
0: And yeah,
1: when was last, I don't think I've asked this. When was the last time you actually had a bite to eat, or even a, a sip of a drink?
0: Well, well, I'm not including when I was in rehab three years ago, because that, that, no. Um, I would say the real um, last time I had something to drink was when I was in the hospital three years ago. Um, And then the last time I had something to eat, actually was also three years ago in the hospital, but
1: Earlier on in my stay. Now, Danny, as you mentioned, you, you were home, but and while we all saw a lot of other things be out in the public, do you kind of like the whole being in the being in your little corner of the world, so to speak, promoting all this, or do you hope to take this to outdoor events? Like, what's your goal? Um, I might do uh, an
0: outdoor. I might do an outdoor event in the future. I'm not sure, um, but just uh, I think because we're so uh, everyone's so glued to their phones and the internet that I think that's a better outlet.
1: Well, you know, I was just thinking to myself as you're talking about that, like um, you can see how many tags are in a certain thing. So if you tag. Dysphagia awareness, and you see under fewer than, you're almost like, Well, why is anybody else talking about this? And so, did, when you see the fewer than or whatever amount of posts is hashtag, what what's your reaction? Um, yeah, I, I, my
0: reaction is I wish more people would talk about it, but I know not a lot of people know about dysphagia as of, um, like, they know spina bifida. Spina bifida, which is my main disability, um, is more well-known than dysphagia. Well,
1: didn't the, did the Jerry Lee Lewis telethon deal with spina bifida? I, I thought it did, but I might be wrong about that. But I am no clue. Uh, anyway, never mind that, because uh, I forget what the telethon was about. But no, as far as this goes, so the swallow therapy and what other therapeutics that you know of that maybe people don't is offered for those with, with this dysphagia?
0: Um that's all I know is the swallow therapy. Um um I mean it's technically it's speech therapy, but uh, with a um concentration on swallowing. Did you
1: have this as a kid? I, I don't I don't know if you mentioned that yet.
0: Um, I had speech therapy as a kid because I, I didn't. Um, I didn't talk until I was like three.
1: And did they? Did they ever wonder? Well, I guess dysphagia didn't even come into the play because you just said seven years ago you were. You were yeah. Like um. Actually, well,
0: I hadn't. I mean, I've been dealing with severe dysphagia on and off for seven years, but I've been dealing with dysphagia. Um. For about, let's see, I'm going to tell you wrong this year. For about 14 years now. Um, But that was mild dysphagia back then, uh, where I was just having my liquids thickened. Um, But even back then, I didn't know what dysphagia was because no one put a name to what. The condition was that I was dealing with back
1: then. You're very calm and you've been killed and very just cool to be around, Danny. But do you ever get scared about these kind of things? Do you ever, like, do you have any fear at all? Or are you kind of like, well, we're going to tackle this and not be afraid?
0: I would say, in the, be- in the very beginning, that, um seven years ago, I'm talking about, um, I was. Uh, I wouldn't say scared, but I, I just wasn't. Unsu- I was unsure about what the future held for my swallow. Uh, but now that I know that the therapy works, um, as long as I stay out of the hospital, <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not unsure or scared anymore. I'm like, it is what it is. Uh, I can do this. I know this. I know this is temporary. Uh, Let's just do this.
1: Now you actually, this is very interesting to talk about because you actually go on site to do the therapy, right? And you do this in a very safe way or do they come home to you?
0: Yes, I go there. Um, They don't do um, the therapy at home because um, since they have to use the the electrodes and it has to be In a medical facility, and and
1: those who, I guess, are nervous to adapt if they find out they have it. Do do you know the data on this? Like, how many people have it in the world, in the country? Do you know the specifics on that? Or I don't know, Um, but it would be interesting to find
0: out. I would have, I I need to do research on that now.
1: Because I think if you knew, it, it'd be like, yeah, I can reach out to others who have it and see if there's a community to, to start really doing this. Because if you're the one speaking out, you can become a leader. You know? Yeah. When you first realize this, because I'm I'm curious, you know, as you know, I have this esophageal stuff, and I look like my food was pretty bad. I guess because I start getting all facial expressioning because <laughs> we'll gets stuck. Um, but it. um, when you first started feeling it, what was it like? Was it painful? Was it like agony? Or was it just like, come on, why can't the food get down?
0: Yeah, no no pain. Thank God. Um, No, it was just a lot of uh, coughing and pretty much choking. Um, And it's like, why is this happening? And then... Uh, we went for I went for my first, very first swallow test um, for it and found out what the cause was and uh, what we can do about it.
1: Do you have a doctor that is specifically caring for this dysphagia? Like, do the are these treatments treatments prescribed or?
0: So this time around, um, I just. Um, Go, I just go to my primary, uh, doctor to get a script for it. And that's about it. Um, when it was the, when it was seven years ago, when I first started, um, it, it was, um, uh, my hormonologist because, um, we knew it, um, it was affecting the breathing.
1: By the way. I don't know if you know this website, but I just researched. Founded in 1991, the Dysphasia Research Society. So, dysphasiaresearch.org is a pretty, uh, I guess a pretty. Um, it's there. It's kind of a new thing—30 years of a society, but I'm sure they're celebrating their 30th year now. So that's just kind of cool. Do you know that they are? In 2008, Congress passed the statute marking June as Dysphasia Awareness Month. Washington knows about this. I had no idea that was the case. It's a, <laughs> it's an actual National Awareness Month. I, I, like, you, it gets buried amongst everything else. Yeah
0: I, yeah, I knew it was a national thing.
1: And by the way, do you know it's 1 in 25 individuals that are dealing with this? So maybe I should bring on someone from the dysphasia research and link you guys up, and then the, you guys can partner. Yeah, that would be awesome. Because, you know, it's just, it, it, this is what adapting about Alex is. It's just bringing people who are adapting to organizations who are adapting. And boom, a connection's made like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so, if, 91, right? We didn't have much um, knowledge about any technological back then in 91, right? So, Pretty much no. Let's say you didn't you found this out as a kid and not seven years ago when there is research, when there is more done. Um I guess I I don't know how you would feel because you'd be a kid back then, but are you relieved in the way that if this was gonna come up you'd rather come up as you're an adult and not as a kid, I guess is my question.
0: Yes. Very much.
1: Because as a kid you were dealing with all these other things.
0: Yes, exactly. There was there was a lot I was dealing with as a kid, so I'm glad that
1: this wasn't added to that chaos. And now that because now you can be more on top of it, and you know what we're not what we're missing here is the parental support. I mean, I saw your parents yesterday too, and they are so loving, they're so caring, and they're so caring of you. And I feel like, would you say, without them, you you wouldn't be
0: as level-headed as you are right now. Exactly. I always say that without my support system, I don't know where I would be today. I wouldn't be the same person, or I wouldn't even be here, probably.
1: What does selectivity mean to you? And what I mean by that is, with all these things that you deal with, and we talked about this yesterday, actually, you're very selective (laughs) of who your friends are and everything like that. Doesn't that matter? You just mentioned the support system, so let's talk about the social aspect. It's almost you have to be selective to those who got your back even through all of it, right?
0: Yep, I really do need to be selective because I know there are people who just want to be your friends and um, just know the ins and outs of you so they can spread it around.
1: Mm, That's kind of a scary thought to think almost like intel being done on people we don't even, or we think yeah. we're good friends is what you're saying.
0: Exactly, and I honestly have a, um, and which I think I know, I think you know this, Um, I have a very good sense of uh, who is genuine and who is fake, and then without them even saying a word.
1: By the way, I'm just looking at this um do you know you can do a video for dysphagiaresearch.org if you wanted to about why the awareness is needed? I feel like this is right up your alley. I'm gonna send you this link, Danny, because you can do the, you know you can be a part of a bigger voice here, which would be great.
0: yes, please definitely send me that
1: and I'll anybody that. uh it's such a rare condition, but anybody who is listening and then you know gets the click on the tag. Do follow up with them. Uh, I mean, can Danny, can people reach you? They're like, yeah, I just started my my sort of treatment. What can I do? I feel like you can be a good voice for that, too. Definitely. So what's your contact info and I, and your socials? Just remind us again.
0: Okay, so um, Instagram, it's DJ underscore rock underscore and underscore roll oh, underscore
1: at 90 um, um oh, I don't know much yeah. and by the way <laughs> we're talking about a more serious thing but let me just say underneath all of this Danny is the kick ass guy he's hilarious as hell and we just crack each other up every day and that's what's gotten us through this pandemic and then some right bud that's for sure and and people need to know that, that that's why i said you get offended when people say what's your condition cuz they need to know we're more than what what we look like i guess
0: exactly yeah no i don't um yeah i guess i don't care what the terminology is and you, you said
1: a while ago um there's still like a stigma and a subpar feeling that you, you see the community gets treated with and so do people I don't know from what I've known you I feel like people just naturally gravitate to you but is that just what it looks like or do people naturally gravitate to you
0: no they definitely uh, gravitate towards me I think think most of it is genuine and they actually want to you know interact with me but I know there are people who want We're just doing it because I'm the poor kid in the wheelchair.
1: But I feel like 90% of the time you don't think of yourself like that, which is pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, no, no. None of my friends um, that I'm close with, I should say, uh, uh, feel that
1: like that. And and those that feel the stigma like you might like, uh, what's their intentions? I mean... I sort I'm an expert in it. How can people become more social? And by the way, this is a key conversation because we're believing a pandemic and people with disabilities do want to get it back out there again. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe they're even more worried about the way they're viewed because of this pandemic. I mean, do you think that's a possibility? And, I mean, oh, that's what,
0: definitely a possibility.
1: And what's your advice to those that think that and just say, F it, go live your life again? Exactly. That's,
0: that's pretty much it. Just go live your life. Because no, I don't know. I, I don't know if
1: I'm as selective. I'm, I'm getting better. But I could learn from you because you know, hey, this this person's there for me. This for-. You pinpoint it. So those who kind of are nervous to even filter... And then there's a group that just wants to be friends with everybody because they're worried they can't be friends yeah. with anybody. So h- how do we find the balance, Danny? Um, Just trust
0: your instincts. If someone... If you feel someone is not right for you, um, whether it be friendship or more, then trust that and be like, I can't have you in my life. And
1: it's a very difficult decision to come down to, is it not?
0: Uh, It can be. Um, There are instances where it's just easy and you just know, nope, you can't be in my life. Um, but there's other times when, especially when you have a history with them already, um, you wanna. You him, I mean, if you... It's like you want to be with them, uh, or have them in your life. But at the same time, they're toxic.
1: And it's just and like, how can the good outweigh the bad in that situation?
0: Yeah. Totally
1: get that. Um, you had mentioned something interesting while I have you here, that the, because infrastructure has become a big deal, right? This big infrastructure package. Yeah. Yet, even in your little roads in Baldwin there, I gotta say, you were like, yeah, the cracks on the island suck. And I'm like, isn't this bill supposed to help everybody? I feel like it's not <laughs> going to help everybody.
0: No, it's not. That's for sure. And, yeah, I, was, I remember what I was saying. That's, that's a walk in the street. And that's dangerous. I mean... Yeah. if we
1: can't even walk on the sidewalk in America, like, that's a dangerous thing.
0: Exactly.
1: So, what's your recommendation to, I don't know, if they're listening to this, Biden, Kamala, I don't know, any one of them, uh, or Congress, I mean, if they're as dysphagia, they should recognize streets should yeah. be, sidewalks should be walkable, right?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. They need to fix these sidewalks.
1: Have you noticed it and been frustrated? Like, why are you talking about this, but here's this going on?
0: Um, the closest closest thing I can say about that is, uh, six years ago, um, uh, we, uh, my mom, she's, um, she kept a number from Newsday, um, about, um, if there were any issues in the community to call them. And, um... The, um, the, uh, me um, mall, uh, strip mall on my, uh, on the main road here, um, um, shopping center, I should say, um, um, it had, didn't have enough handicap spots for, um, uh, curb cuts. So, um, my mom... Remembered the number and called it, and um, they agreed to look into it. And one day, me and my mom um, met up with the reporter at the shopping center, and uh, we discussed why it was important to uh, get more hand test spots and. Uh, have got done, and that um, um the the county um told the um landlord of the shopping center that you're you're in violation of the American with Disabilities Act of 1990, and you need to comply; otherwise, we'll fine you this amount of dollars. Wow, and what happened? They combined. Wow, well, they uh, they agreed to comply and they um, added more handicap spots and cut cuts. Um, not as many. Well, uh, uh, I don't know if they did as many handicap spots as they were supposed to, but they didn't put the handicap spots in the most convenient spots. Um, in the shopping, shopping center, but better than where the ones that were only there at work. I make sure that even though I use the humor, I make sure that that they know it's a serious topic.
1: DJ Rock and Roll, I, lo- I love that. I love that username and that nickname, <laughs> by the way. It just fits <laughs> in uh, no, let
0: me just say something let me just say something about that yeah for all you who are listening i'm not a dj um dj are my initials and so it's like a play on words and and
1: so that what's your initials in dj um,
0: dan daniel
1: john daniel john voice that's such a strong name danny um my my friend, my brother, thank you for coming on and talk about this and a whole host of other things. And definitely come back. Um, maybe as the month continues and we end up getting someone from the research center, maybe join us on that conversation. And maybe well, as someone who, who actually has it could speak out about it and, and maybe how you guys can collaborate. That'd be cool to have that on. This is light on this podcast. So maybe we'll make that work out.
0: Definitely. I'll, I'm down for that.
1: I'm Alex Garrett, where we're always adapting. Let's fix people's lives, right,
0: Danny? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm Alex Garrett, we're always adapting.